Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness podcast. We are at episode 67. What is that? Sesenta y siete? Sesenta y siete. For the Heart of Markness podcast, if I didn't say that before. Welcome! Today we are doing Led Zeppelin. Really? Led Zeppelin? Branching out, Mark? I am. In Tokyo... That is in the Netherlands. September 23rd, 1971. And the more astute and pedantic of you may want to point, may yearn to point out, Mark, out of your 66 prior episodes, two of them have been specifically about the very, very brief 1971 Japanese tour. Have you not given ample and adequate representation to that tour, sir? I ask you. To which I reply, Who the hell do you think you are? Listen, motherfucker. The 1971 Japanese tour of Led Zeppelin is possibly the greatest tour of all time by anybody. It is their high watermark. And it is sublime. You will not find a better whole lot of love ever. I mean, they're starting to get into the theremin. It's not as as sparse. Oh, you guys didn't listen to that one. Oh, because it wasn't a patron episode. Well, you happy few who are patrons know that I played a whole lot of love from 1971 in the patron-only episode, one that you will not hear. And, uh... I remarked that it was kind of sparse without the theremin and the woo, woo, woo. It just kind of sounded a little silly. But uh, that was in uh, April of 71. And now they've got this one sorted by September. They've got the theremin. They've got the echo effects. And it's 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 a whole lot of love. It's not funky yet. And it does get pretty badass when it's funky and it's good. It's great. But they are at the apex of their let's throw a million songs into this one song and it is crazy good and that's why i'm featuring this aside from the fact that this tour is amazing um it's their first tour of japan their first appearance in asia and again even though it's 1971 and they're kings of the world they're in an arena where they have something to prove it's their first appearance, and they're like, we got to tell this audience why we are the shit. And boy, did they. This is going to be another two-parter, I've already decided. And uh, mainly because I'm playing two songs tonight. One of which is like a 38-minute whole lot of love that is just amazing. Amazing. And uh, the second of which is what I'm going to play for you very, very shortly, because I'm going to try not to ramble for 15 minutes, is Since I've Been Loving You. And I'm playing it because it is simply, I I took notes. I listened to them last night. I listened to most of the show last night, but these two in particular. And um, took notes. And I've got like three paragraphs, two paragraphs, two fat paragraphs. No, three. Three paragraphs. On whole lot of love. And for since I've been loving you, all I have is perfect. That is all. And it is perfect. It is perfectly executed and just unbelievable. 
And since it's already an unbelievable, beautiful, sublime, powerful song, perfection is, I mean, you can't improve upon perfection. You can't have perfect and a half, can you? Can you? Maybe, but you'd have to get a mod for it. And then if you're going to start modding, then it's going to not go matter. Anywho. Oh, boy. What a week. It is beautiful today. For most of the day, it was 64 degrees, cloudy and rainy. And you say, that sounds hellish. Isn't it August? It is August. And August in Oregon, as in most of the places in the Northern Hemisphere, is pretty brutal. Historically brutal, but this has been a very mild, merciful summer for we heat haters. And today, it was it was beautiful. It was like a little gift of October showing up early, and it made me happy. Now, the sun is out and it's warming up, but it's not going to warm up like a summer day and be like 90 degrees. Like, gets to be like 97 degrees in my little uh, garret up here. But um, it isn't. It's beautiful. It's temperate. It's sunny. It's wonderful. Life is good. And uh, this past week, aside from listening to lots of Led Zeppelin, which is not really what I do in my downtime, I kind of got all my Zeppelin listened to as far as like, listen to Led Zeppelin, listen to Led Zeppelin over the last few decades. And now when I listen to music, it's it's I like it a Bob Dylan. I like what have I been listening to? Why do you care? Do you care? No, you're chained. You're like, get to the fucking music. You said you weren't going to ramble. Why do you lie? Why do you lie? Because I can. Uh, Warren Zevon, Fleetwood Mac, lots of stuff like that I've been listening to. Fleetwood Mac because um, since the loss of Peter Green, it brought me back listening to early Fleetwood Mac, which I missed out on in my teen years. Um, the bass player for my high school band, uh, who is sadly no longer with us, um, Loved early Fleetwood Mac and tried to get me into it, and I, I never really got into it. But he is the one that got me into Lou Reed, for which I will be forever grateful. And introduced me to Ten Years After, which I liked fine, but it didn't hook me. And Robert Trower did not get me. Jack Bruce, he got me with. But, um, shit, Lou Reed. That's worth the price of admission right there. All right. All right. All right. So, yes, we have Led Zeppelin in Tokyo, Japan. On September 23rd, 1971, it is their first visit to Japan. This is their first concert of their Japanese tour. So it's their literally their first appearance in Japan. And they wail. The show is great. It's, you know, the typical Japanese set list. It is, I will read it to you. Oh, and here's what I'm doing. I'm doing a, a merge that I have. Um, it's not, it's not a matrix. It's just a merge to fill in the show because there, I believe at this point, I think I was able to track down references to as many as 12 sources for this show. Nine for sure. But I I saw, I heard tell of a, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th, but this is a merge put together by people better than me in order to carry the whole show without any missing content. So there are quality variances. Overall, it's an excellent sounding show, but there are places that you will encounter later on, especially in whole lot of love, which is so long. 
um, where the quality suffers in order to maintain the material so you don't miss the material. And I have great respect for that, and that's why I chose this source. <sighs> okay. Let's go to... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I have been waffling for the last however many minutes because I've been trying to come up with a natural segue to bring up the fact that I've been... I've spent six hours in the last week watching a video, two videos, explaining the entire Twin Peaks series in in-depth detail. I mean, and, and it's 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 granular. It is good. It hooked me. It was like watching a college uh, course. And uh, because of that, I keep hearing the voice of David Lynch in my head. And I've been trying to I've been trying to find a way to, to fit that in. So I could be like, Led Zeppelin, Osaka, knocks my socks off. Wow, we what a band. Because he has that voice. But then I realized that it's not a great David Lynch impression. It's got niche appeal at best, and nobody's going to give a shit. So I did it anyway, because it, it's my podcast, and I'll fuck around if I want to. All right, I'm nine minutes in now, so I am going to bail. So you can hear Since I've Been Loving You by Led Zeppelin. Amazing performance. The fluidity and the effortlessness they make it, that they present. Oh my god, this band. All right, enjoy, friends.
Well, it's funny. Now that I've said that it was perfect, I listened to it and it's like, oh, there's a mistake. There's a mistake. Fantastic, though. Amazing. And I love it. And you love it, too. You love it, too. <clears throat> Mark, what's with the menace? I'm not sure I like this new intensity. It's all right. It's just for tonight. No worries. Don't take it personally. All right. Since I've been loving you, fan beatletastic song. Unbelievable execution. <clears throat> but now we have to gird our loins. Four. We have a 38-minute, I think, whole lot of love to get through. Now this one, it doesn't... There, there, are, there are quality changes in it. All of it's listenable. Most of it's great. <clears throat> but towards the beginning, we drop into a uh, suboptimal source. It is still fine. But if you're listening in your car or something, you may not. You may not be able to compensate for the the quality drop. I apologize. It's not that bad, but I just want to give you the heads up, and uh, it's totally worth it because you're hearing one of the longest whole lot of loves ever, one of the best whole lot of loves ever, and you know how I love it when they fit so many medleys in that people forget they're listening to a whole lot of love in the first place until Robert does way down inside and everybody goes, holy shit, I forgot this was a whole lot of love. <clears throat> and it buffs it. It's like a, one of those little mini springboard things that you jump on before you get on the uh, pommel horse or whatever those things are. I don't know. Balance beam. You know what I mean? From gym class, you go, do 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 boing. Ah. <sighs> All right, I'm going to play this, and I'm going to talk about some of the medley songs in this whole lot of love. Allow me to read my notes. Excuse me while I whip this out. You get a whole lot of love, obviously. You get good times, bad times, just like they did on the 29th. In its, in its entirety. They jump into... How many more times in its entirety? They do You Shook Me Baby. I don't know if it's in its entirety or not, but it's brilliant. That's in addition to the 8 million medley rock and roll songs they do. And for the only time that I'm aware of, they do Tobacco Road. And it's great because Jonesy hops from bass to Hammond organ back to bass in that song, which was just a medley song in the middle of Whole Lot of Love. It's incredible. Now, when I listened to this last night, I was super high. And I thought I would tackle this podcast last night, but uh, no, I didn't. But I did tape a few minutes of how many minutes? 54, da, 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 about 10 minutes of commentary right after listening to that song, right after I took the notes. And I think it's good. It's pretty funny. Well, you know, and um all right, let's get to it. Whole lot of love. At one of their best tours ever. My favorite tour of theirs, I think if I had to if I had to think about it, I think it is their my favorite tour of theirs. The first Japanese tour. Robert's voice was still in tip-top shape 
Jimmy was amazing. Bonzo was amazing. Jonesy was amazing. You got your Zeppelin, your Zeppelin two, your Zeppelin three. It's it's good good times. Did they play stuff from Zepp four? Let me give you the. Yeah, they did. Let me give you the set list because <clears throat> you can get this show from heartofmarkness.com or you'll be able to at some point. I haven't upped it yet, but go to heartofmarkness.com. You can get the shows that I cover where applicable. It's very applicable here. So you've got your intro, which is the Japanese intro. Immigrant song into Heartbreaker, where Jimmy breaks a string and handles it well. Since I've been loving you, Black Dog, dazed and confused. Stairway to Heaven, Celebration Tay on the double neck. Bronrar Stomp, That's the Way, Going to California, the acoustic set. What is and what should never be. Moby Dick, 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 Dick. Whole lot of love, and then communication breakdown. So we're going to listen to Whole Lot of Love, and then next week we'll listen to some of those other songs. Thank you for sticking with me, and listen to this. It is good. I know it's 38 minutes. It is good. It is worth your focus. If you're working or whatever, no worries. Just listen. It's badass. But if you can, if you can just kind of pull back and listen, it is worth your time because it's just fantastic. The more attention you have to give it, the more delight it gives back. So enough of my rambling. Let's listen to it, shall we? We shall. Here you go. Good Thank <laughs> you. 
Hello, how's everybody doing tonight? Whole lot of love. Did you just hear what I heard? Did you hear what I hear? It was incredible. It was incredible. And what I like, it was like this, it, and so many songs, and so many songs in their completion. They did Good Times, Bad Times, Start to Finish. They did How Many More Times, Start to Finish. They did You Shook Me. In the middle of Whole Lot of Love, it was this, this beautiful, magical turducken of beauty. And then all, all the little rock and roll medleys, too. And it was just... The band went places that I'd never heard before. It sounded like a different band. In some places, Jimmy sounded like he was uh, like it was 1973 in his phrasing. Some of the meat and the dirtiness of some of his of his licks and some of his phrases um, were evident to me. And this band could do anything. They were just the coolest and the smartest musically. Having, you know, two top-tier session musicians and the best drummer in the world, it, you know, makes for perfection. And it's interesting that Robert is probably the... Hmm. If you listen to the medleys, you can hear Robert in places trying to lead the band when in fact he should be following because I mean typically the the lead singer directs the band not here not with these guys because they're so fucking amazing and the three of them together just lock in and go off in directions they're like okay we're gonna play this and Robert's like I really want to sing this and they're like nope we're going this way and um it's fascinating. How odd has that got to be? How good is the band if Robert Plant, you know, has has to follow the band? And that's in no way denigrating Robert Plant. It's like Robert Plant's an A plus, and this rhythm section at this time in their career is like an A plus plus. You know, they did the extra credit, and it's it's ah. Uh, Words are failing me. Cha cha cha. Tobacco Road. Um, I I know that that this was a bumpy one sound quality wise, but it's almost forty minutes long. So it best case scenario, starting with a fresh tape, ninety minute tape, at the beginning of the song, you know you're gonna fill almost the whole tape. Chances are, when whoever was recording or everybody that was recording that each source that was recording and there's like 12 sources to this show at some point during this song had to switch tapes so there's not like a complete version on any manifestation or if there is there's nothing that sounds decent so what was done in in this merge was you know just take from every source in order to make a whole lot of love start to finish which is why the quality drops and changes but um, at no time is it uh, unlistenable, and if you have headphones or ear, you know, earbuds or something, it's probably fine. Although if you're listening like just in your car or something, it might in some places just be not that great. 
but I'm glad they did it. And I chose this version for, for that reason, because it is start to finish the whole gosh darn thing. And, um, just the fact that these recordings exist and have existed and lasted almost 50 years, almost half a century ago, you know, in my mind, cause I'm old 50 years ago, it was like world war two when in reality, 50 years ago was like, like mash and Archie bunker almost or Brady bunch for sure. Holy shit. Um, so, so the fact that these tapes have carried on for half a century and to a point where they can be easily digitized and shared throughout the world so that talent throughout the world can put together things like this project and, and put together these, 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 um, um, myriad disparate threads and weave them into a tapestry that captures this moment and captures this show and captures this energy and captures this band in a way that, you know, if it weren't for these recordings and if it weren't for these recordings being out there and just easily grabbed off the vine on the internet so that you can hear them and manipulate them and improve them, (laughs) um, just, just to have that out there, you know, otherwise, Otherwise, September 23rd, 1971, Tokyo would just be an entry in a log somewhere in a record. It would just be like, on this date, Led Zeppelin played Tokyo for the first time. On They played Japan. This is their first Japanese show. It was rumored to be awesome. You know, now we can say, hell yeah, it was awesome. And here it is. I want to hear it like this. I want to hear it like this. I want to hear it like this. I like this source better. And then you can talk about it and talk about it with people and then find, you know, some dude on YouTube that just a couple months ago, remember? Suddenly, <coughs> like 40 minutes from this show were available from 8mm films that this guy just had. And somebody, you know, on YouTube had talked to him about something else. And he's like, oh yeah, I think I taped that show too. He's like, what do you mean taped? I mean, you know, filmed. And he put it on YouTube and suddenly there's this holy shit footage for this holy shit show by this holy shit band at the holy shit point in their career. And it all happens, all of it, because of people like you and me that keep this torch burning so that people can put things generations down the road, (laughs) can put together things and keep this music and this band relevant. All right, here endeth the lesson. Whole lot of love was good is the, the TLDR for that whole lot of love was really good oh wait before i ended the lesson what else do i have i took notes <clears throat> by the way <laughs> you're like uh-huh mark notes was there anything else you took maybe a handful of cannabis gummies i don't know you don't know me yeah you do that's okay because it's wednesday and i'm gonna make a real podcast tomorrow It'll be much more professional and urbane, but I'm keeping this recording because I just, I took notes listening to Whole Lot of Love because it's, 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 you know, it's a half an hour plus, and I wanted to, so didn't, didn't want to, you know, rely on my memory. I didn't want to, you know, overlook things, and I wanted to just, you know, for the first time, you know, capture my thoughts and present them to you, which is basically what I did. Jimmy's playing Fat and Dirty, and Jimmy, oh, see, here we go. Here's why I did it. Um, one of the blues songs 
was uh, Robert singing, I bought you a fur coat for Christmas. Do, 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 do. Robert and Jimmy played that same song in the medley, the blues medley they did in um, April 1988, right around the time of the Atlantic reunion. Uh, I featured that on one of the podcasts past, and it's a great reunion because by 1988, both Robert and Jimmy were fully back firing on all cylinders and doing Zeppelin material again. So having them come out and have 1988 Jimmy jamming with 1988 Robert. Super awesome. If you haven't heard that episode, dial back yonder. I don't have the number in front of me, but uh, it's worth it. It's a great, great jam. And they played it in the song. It just blew me away. And then, of course, Tobacco Road. My gosh, I'm not a fan of that song. But um, and, and that's unfortunately when one of the quality drops happens. But once you adapt to it, it's, it's amazing. And uh, they play it, and they play it in an interesting way. It doesn't sound like Zeppelin um, to me. It's just I haven't heard them play in that kind of um, dialect before. You know, every band has tells in a way. In, in a way. And, you know, I'm used to them playing in a certain you know swing pattern in a way a rhythm and they didn't do that for this and then Jonesy disappears for a second and pops up on the organ in Tobacco Road for just like a you know 16 bars or something like that and then pops back on bass and it's so smooth it's like they rehearsed it a million times and it's the only time they did it ever they just did it because you've got the two top tier session musicians and the best drummer in the world in the same band so Jimmy and Jonesy, in their short careers, because they're still babies, they're still in their 20s, by the time they're at this point in their careers, they've played on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs for everybody in the entire world. Burt Bacharach, Joe Cocker, for everybody cool, there's 300 people you never heard of and a whole bunch of people you're like, really? But in doing so, they learn how to play a million different styles of music, a million different ways, and it's in there. They've done these songs. And it's just so much fun, and it's so, so, so good. It makes me happy. It's Well, it's, it's one of the reasons I do the podcast, and one of the reasons I've listened to these guys for 30-something years, because they're just pretty darn awesome. All right, now I'm going to sign off and... A kinder, gentler Marky will carry on tomorrow, and you'll be able to tell which one is which. Why? Why does it start there? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well that was the mark of last night, and this is the mark of tonight. I agree with him. I actually like everything I said last night. Stand by it. My name is Mark Donahue, and I support this message. All right. There you have it. You can't get... What else can you say? That was just incredible. The fact that it's this band of 20-somethings just railing out there and wailing. You don't... Nobody else delivered like that. Nobody else delivered like that. Nobody. Oh, so good. All right. Follow me on Twitter, at Heart of Markness. Join the Facebook group, also called Heart of Markness. I have a website called Vanity Fair. No, Heart of Markness. Dat cam, where you can come visit and uh, find the podcast that you're listening to, so you don't need to find that. And uh, where applicable, and it's almost always applicable, and I'll tell you when it isn't. You will find links to download the entire show. 
So you will get the entire show if you visit heartofmarkness.com, not just the songs that I played from it in the podcast. Good stuff, good times, and if you like what I do, if you like the live Led Zeppelin every single week without fail for more than a year, and then with great fail (laughs) for the two years prior to that, I've been doing this for three years now, and I think I'm finally getting okay. Proud of that C minus. Um, nah, you guys seem to like it. I'm glad you like it, and I'm gonna keep trying to get it better and better and better. I look up all. I look up the shows. What I would usually do is just go uh, this one, and just play it and go. That was good. And now I look up a little bit of context, like the first Japanese tour. Try and paint a little bit of a of, of scenery around it to make it look better. Maybe draw your interest, and then you know educate those that don't know and hopefully not be too over the top for those who already know this stuff i'm not playing rarities tokyo 71 this is this is one of their best shows ever and um pretty much the only reason you wouldn't see it on somebody's top 10 list is because almost every show in fact i think every show from this tour is is excellent um i haven't heard every show i have not heard the show the next night and I think there's one in Nagoya. I don't know. I have to look. Um, but this tour is just excellent. And if you have five shows that are excellent from the same tour, you just pick one to be representative in a top five list. Right? 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 All right. Now, every Thursday, I do a Led Zeppelin or Led Zeppelin-related podcast. And every weekend... I do at least one bonus episode. Last weekend, I did two, because I love you. And that is typically live shows from other artists. Um, Every Saturday, typically, the Gems group releases a tape, usually a master recording from the greatest stealth recorder of all time, Mike Millard. And I usually grab that where applicable and instantly just do a podcast on it because it is typically going to be one of the best sounding shows for fans of whoever the band is that night. I've done Yes, Queen, Eric Clapton, Fleetwood Mac, ah, Stevie Nicks, so many people. God, I don't know. Black Sabbath. There's one. Um, all kinds of folks Mike Millard taped, and it's all fantastically good. And sometimes I'll throw other stuff in there, like this week I threw in um, a Lou Reed concert from 1989 because it was awesome, and I wanted to share it with you. So if you like what I do, if you like the live music, if you like the classic rock, if you like holding the Led Zeppelin torch aloft on the information superhighway, then uh, consider becoming a patron. On patreon.com slash heart of Markness. You'll see what we have there. If you pay $10 a month, you get an extra podcast just for you. Every month, the patrons get a podcast episode that the muggles don't get. So consider that. No big deal. I realize that it's weird to pay every month. And it's a free podcast. It's always going to be free. So you're not going to lose anything, but you do gain a little bit and it does legitimately help me out and help support the podcast by offsetting some of the costs of the SoundCloud hosting, 
the website hosting, uh, the cloud hosting for the shows that I put up that I share with you guys, etc., as well as paying for the microphone through which I'm talking to you right now. So let me read the roll call. The names of the Titans, say it with me, upon whose shoulders rests this podcast. So a laurel and hearty handshake to Rob, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, Other David, Bonzo Bill, or Bonzo Billy, Bonzo Billy, I think, Mimo, and Avi. Thank you, guys. Each and every one of you really makes a tangible, tangible difference in my life. Those of you who know me know that I am not a wealthy man, and the money I get from you guys helps, has a real, real, real impact in improving my life. And I'm also saving to build a computer for myself, because building a computer is cheaper than buying one, and I want to build something that's a little bit decent. Just a basic console killer for gaming, nothing crazy, but um, this laptop I have now is 10 years old, it's not going to last forever, and if it goes crap, I don't have any plan B at the moment. So I am saving for that, and this kind of patron thing helps. So thank you, everybody. Much, much love to you. And I will be back this weekend with whatever Mike Millard masterpiece pops up and or some other stuff. I've got this Belb, Bob Welch concert from the Cal Jam 1978. And Bob Welch briefly was in Fleetwood Mac, kind of in that weird transition period after Peter Green and the Army of Guitars and the Blues Band, and after uh, Christine McVie joined, and it started becoming Fleetwood Mac, what we know. And uh, he actually was on the Mystery to Me album, which was, I think, the one. I don't know. Fleetwood Mac put out seven trillion albums. But um, Mystery to Me had Bob Welch, and it had some hits on it. It had Hypnotized. Seems like a dream got me hypnotized but sung better and uh emerald eyes i think that was your eyes got me da 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 um and oh sentimental lady sentimental da 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 going through my da 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 i say da 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 because my entire life since i was a little kid i sang the wrong lyrics and even though I've heard the right lyrics, I can't retain them. And I don't want to sing the lyrics that I thought it was when I was five, because it sounds dumb. <sighs> All right. Oh, and the reason why I want to do that Bob Welch thing, what makes it so great? It's not, I mean, it's good. It's good. But what makes it noteworthy is that Stevie Nicks and Mick Fleet would join him. And Stevie Nicks is just singing harmony, <laughs> quote, um, and Mick Fleetwood is doing percussion, but it's a neat little kind of mini reunion. And Stevie Nicks was on good terms with Bob Welch. They were friends. And there must have been a little bit of kind of uh, guilt, even though it's indirect guilt, that you would have. It's kind of like survivor's guilt, but it's it's the kind of guilt you have. After he quit, said, fuck you guys, I'm going off on my own. They said, okay. And then the replacements, the, the people that got to replace you, make you the biggest band in the world. And Fleetwood Mac is 
with rumors, 100 million albums sold or however many, biggest band in the entire world, and Bob Welch is like playing small theaters. I don't know. Anywho, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my band, and we're an hour 18 into it. All right, guys, love you. Thank you for listening. Be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and I'll talk to you this weekend. Bye-bye.